0: The best song ever me i'm your host luke LeBen. and alongside me as always fresh off the squid game finale we got kevin connor what's up buddy
1: i uh i just won 46 billion one uh don't know what to do with it but uh you know what that hot dog he ate in the first episode looked kind of good so i might start yeah
0: there. Um, You know what's funny is uh, One is spelled W-O-O-N yes. So I was watching the show And I'm like yeah but what are they They're gonna won it What do they win y- You won one You won one. Oh, yeah. okay that's what it was Yeah I was very confused it Took me like a half an episode to realize That is the currency I just they're spent so much time won.
1: googling Like one conversions to US dollars I was like how the fuck much is that
0: <laughs> That's like I was watching the Seinfeld Where they go to Tuscany
1: Oh Oh, God, I'm sorry. That's how unprofessional. I, I shouldn't have any alarms on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was about to talk about a Seinfeld episode. It's really cutting-edge stuff. Hey. Wish you wouldn't interrupt that.
1: I've, I only have one alarm that I keep on, but that can't be true. That's set for October 2021.
0: It's October 2021 now, Kevin. What? Luke! Did you, you need a calendar!
1: Uh, Luke, just stop it. Whatever you're talking about, stop it. We gotta talk. Dune's coming out. Oh, you're right. I set this alarm a year ago, not realizing that, uh, that I'd be on this podcast, but wow, that was good timing. Yeah. Because it's on the brain now. It's all I can talk about, so I hope you're ready.
0: I'm ready, uh, but before you get into your whole thing, can I ask the question that's on everyone's mind? Yes. Since Dune is coming out in October, should it be called Boon? Like Boon. Like Boon. Like your Discord tagline, which scared me very much. Oh, it's
1: it's a cute pumpkin and it just says Boo. Yeah. Um. So think about
0: that, Dennis Villeneuve. More like Dennis Villibouve.
1: Yeah, I uh, I do think that Dune is a Halloween movie. That is in fact true. Really
0: interesting.
1: No, um, but <laughs> Luke, I'm, I I want to give you and everyone listening a primer to why I'm so excited about this movie and series because I feel like people have heard of Dune, but like they don't know what the fuck it is, and it is notoriously difficult to get into. Yeah, they're uh,
0: like what is it that MP3 player from uh, years ago? No, uh, that's a Zune.
1: The Zune. God, I didn't have a Zune. I had a, everyone had one friend though that was like ride or die for Zune.
0: <laughs> everyone had a Zune friend. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm ride or die for Dune. Yeah, you're my Dune friend. So, we're, do you want to start movie? You want to start book? You make the choice.
0: Um, let's start book. Okay, this That's will be good this
1: will be spoiler free. So this is more to Perfect. get you and all the people listening excited for Dune, which comes out a week from the release of this episode.
0: It's a great service you're doing.
1: Yes. So Luke, Dune is a book written in 1964. God, I should have I should have figured that. Wow. Uh, Dune. Oh, by book.
0: the way, I'm also wishing that you had been like, "Are you ready?" And I would say, "Dune, tell."
1: <laughs> uh, sh- are you ready? dune tell dune is a book that was released in 1965 written by frank herbert Hmm. and uh that's that predates a lot of what we think is modern sci-fi right like star wars did not exist there had been like a couple seasons of star trek but like
0: 2001 hadn't come out yet
1: yeah i mean it's it is truly the moon uh,
0: landing hadn't been faked yet
1: Exactly. It is truly like a a predecessor to a lot of the culture that like a lot of people really like. Yeah. And it is kind of a like I saw a trailer for the new movie and it's like Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars. And I was like I wouldn't go that far, but it is kind of an epic in a way. And I saw this quote last week from J.R.R. R. J. R. R. Tolkien who wrote Lord of the Rings, and he was like, I did not really care for Dune. And that totally makes sense, because Lord of the Rings is this, like, high fantasy inventive series that really solidified, like, what we think of when we think of, like, you know, D&D or any kind of fantasy world. Right. Like, there's elves, there's dwarves, wizards, dragons, all that right. shit. And it, it's kind of is a paragon of all that. Like, it is the good version. And Dune isn't that it's it's entirely subversive in like what Mm. it does and that's even more interesting because it's subversive without having necessarily a ton of like work to subvert prior to it
0: right so it's not the lord of the rings of sci-fi no
1: it like it looks at like I mean, at this point, you're looking at like Flash Gordon as like serials of sci fi. (laughs) And it's like, no, that this is not that at all. Like themes in Dune include, and this is a fraction of really what it brings, but I just had religion, the fallacy of religion, prophets, cults, love, addiction, sex, politics, loyalty, economics, and uh, ecological disaster. Wow. That's book one.
0: I was going to say, is that book one or the whole series?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's. I mean, that is literally we start there, moment one. And I always say that every Dune book takes two hundred pages to start because they just like spend that time getting you involved in the universe. Um,
0: The one that really made my ears perk up was religion because, as an uh, ex-Baptist, I always love a good religious story. So,
1: well, and this what Dune Dune does really interestingly, is that it's not in a galaxy far, far away. It is in our future. Like, Catholicism is referenced in Dune, because mm. it, it of course, would continue to, to exist thousands upon thousands of years in the future. And, anyway, let me, like, Dune starts, and you're with Paul Atreides, who is a young, lord, son of Duke Leto Atreides.
0: Paul-ay.
1: Paul Paul. Paul. Played by, of course, Timothy Chalamet. Timmy Chalamet, Exactly. And they have now been put in charge for a wide variety of reasons of the planet Arrakis, also known as Dune.
0: Now, that sounds like a scary spider planet. Is
1: it? Uh, it's a scary worm planet. Oh, I know that. that yeah. Those are scary. Uh, and essentially, Dune is this... Dune would be a nowhere planet akin to like Tatooine cuz it's all deserty and barren. If not for the sandworms which produce a material called spice which mm. is refined into a very very powerful drug and not like LSD but like LSD if it would let you see the future. Like okay It's kind of like LSD meets the Limitless pill. (laughs) But, like, even beyond that, like, the only way that people can fly across the stars at, like, hyperspeed is by Mm. getting so high on spice that they can see the future so they can, like, avoid hitting shit. Like, it's... Nice. The spice Spice must flow. That's, That's the line you keep hearing because the universe runs on it. Yes, yes. So...
0: I think they should have
1: done spices nice instead, but sure. Yeah, you know what? Maybe in the in the seventh book. Yeah. Um, so Paul and the whole family go to Arrakis, and things don't go the way they thought. You know, inciting incidents in that all. And we follow our young Paul on this big journey where he his worldview is shattered, his, you know, the, his his mind itself has changed to be like incredible and it's just it's very cerebral and intense and there's war and politicking and like the way of like Game of Thrones kind of does but there's also you know huge giant scale battles and betrayal and and honor and all this I don't want to get too deep into the plot because I think the plot's really interesting and goes in places you don't expect but the whole time, it also is dealing with religion and politics mm. and addiction and like one's view of oneself. Like, just a ton you know, of, identity. a ton of in depth things. And it's written in a way where you jump between characters' perspectives at will. Love that. Uh, it's, it's, well, it's not even like Game of Thrones or like the expanse where like chapter 10 is like tall. Right. It's, it's just like, like mid chappy. It's mid paragraph at times. I oh, mean, wow. it's it's insane. It's a difficult read, but like once you get there, it's is really it like incredible.
0: Zendaya here. Now I'm talking.
1: Nope. It just leads <laughs> you to like figure it out. It is cool. It is incredibly well written, but very obtuse at times. Hmm. And I think it gets better as the series goes on, because of course Dune is not just one book. It is. And this is controversial. It's six books written by Frank Herbert. And then Frank died and his son Brian Herbert worked with an author named Kevin J. Anderson to try and complete the final dude novel, which they did by writing a prequel trilogy, which has never gone wrong, um, and then writing another two books to finish the series. And I haven't read those because I've heard they're not very good.
0: Yeah, Bry, Kev, take a hike.
1: Uh, and s- coincidentally enough, when I was a kid, I read some Kevin J. Anderson. He was also a writer for the that Star Wars Extended Universe. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Uh, and apparently, all of his books in there are not very well regarded <laughs> either. So, it's, it's a couple of guy and you want? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> doing this important project.
1: But luckily. We don't have to worry about the seventh Dune book, because we're just getting a taste of the first with this upcoming movie. It's going to cover what I think is about two-thirds of it. Okay. We're not going to get the finale, uh, which is interesting, but also, I think, kind of based in some uh, looking to the past. Because this is not Dune's first adaptation, obviously. Right. David Lynch took a crack at it in the 80s. (laughs) And it's a movie... It, uh, is it
0: like he, is it at least like fun in a cheesy 90s
1: yes, movie? Yes, 100%. Okay. I uh, cool. I watched it after I finished I the book it. and it's insane. It starts really strong. Like it it explains the universe well enough you get into it. It has really cool scenes from the book and you're like, "Oh, this isn't bad." And you're watching it and you're like, "Wow, like I don't hate this at all." And then you realize that you've made it like a third of the way through the book and there's 30 minutes left in the movie. So, the pacing's kind of messed up, and it just drops a lot of those themes to just be a film about environmentalism. Which isn't bad, but, like, isn't yeah Dune. It's a, Darren
0: Aronofsky bullshit, where you think uh, it's, like, an actual story, and then it was all just a metaphor for climate change. Yeah, I get that.
1: It's, it's a fine attempt like i don't think anyone attached to it like is a real big fan of it but it definitely does some interesting things but i have faith in Denis villeneuve i think i say that right i it's so difficult um i just know you don't say the s oh yeah i learned that like two weeks ago but like he... son
0: denis from red dead
1: redemption 2 yes but he has proven himself to be a good caretaker for existing sci-fi franchises through Blade Runner 2049, yeah. which is an amazing movie. And I think maybe slightly better than the original Blade Runner. I might get in trouble for that, but it's a very Well, good I might movie. get in trouble
0: for never having seen the original and only seeing that one. So
1: It's, uh, it's okay. Um, but boy, Luke, he has assembled such a stellar cast. Let me hit you with this. Hit me. Timmy Shimmy, obviously. Love it. Zendaya. Love it. Oscar Isaac. Love him. Rebecca Ferguson. Ferg. Jason Momoa. Momoa,
0: which I have something to say about his character, but we'll get there.
1: Okay. Uh, Josh Brolin. Javier Bardem. Stellan Skarsgård. And Dave Bautista, among many others. I mean... Batista is probably the biggest sell for
0: me at this point, weirdly, because I just love him so much. I love him so much. I want to watch that stupid Jason Momoa sea show just because Batista's on it, but I won't. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. Also they kind of spoil, I don't know if he's actually going to die, but they kind of spoil that Momoa's is going to like sacrifice himself in the trailer because there's a part where Shalemi's like, No, and he closes the door, and like dudes are coming after him, and I'm like, man, they just like showed us that, but maybe it happens early on, so I don't know. You probably know the exact scene that it's referencing or something.
1: I will say I think they've done really well with the trailers, not spoiling a ton.
0: Yeah, Um, they probably had to spoil something.
1: I will I will say that like Dune itself, like book one is split into three parts, and they've shown. Some amounts of part one and almost nothing of part two and three, okay, so
0: cool. it's that makes sense, yeah, like they're probably just showing us clips from the first act, but a lot probably happens in that first
1: act, yeah, like I'm very excited for what comes after the first act of the book, yeah, but the first act's amazing, i mean it's it's like this great setup uh um
0: Kyle's assessment of the trailer was it looks like a lot of sword fighting and I'm like, it's not like the three musketeers. <laughs> like there's going to be more than sword fighting in it.
1: And I do, I do think the trailers have leaned very actiony and I kind of hope the movie's not that. And like early buzz is that it yeah. isn't that they
0: got to sell it, you know, Yeah, put asses in the seats.
1: Uh, th- I mean, they need to make some money because I really want to see part two of this movie. And I really want to see even more than that. Uh, And that's, like, why I want to do this, because, like, everyone goes see Dune, so we get Dune 2 and even, like, more Dune past that. Because Dune Messiah is, like, the epilogue of Dune. Like, it's a really short book, but it flips the whole thing on its head. And I really want to see that and, like, a general audience reaction to, like, something that was already so subversive, like, going even more in that direction. So, if you flip something subversive on its head, does it
0: just become, like, not, like, th- the thing it would be? What's the opposite of subversive?
1: Typical? I don't know. There we go. I No, I think it just leans even <laughs> more into it. Doubles um, down on the subversiveness. Yeah. And then, Children of Dune, book three, is just, like, crazy shit just insane and god emperor of dune my favorite book is incredible it's just like 500 pages of philosophical pondering in like Hmm. the court of a god it's (laughs) it's unreal like it's incomprehensible like having read the first book that that's even where the series would end up but if they were to make that into, like, a movie or a TV show or, like, anything, I would be utterly, like, amazed and captivated. And, like, it's all I want. <laughs> yeah. So, everyone goes through the next three Dune movies so we can get God Emperor of Dune. That sounds fun. Sounds pretty cool.
0: I like Children it's of wild. Dune. That's the one where, like, you know, those people are driving by the, like, sand field and they, their car breaks down and then they go and there's, like, Malachi is there and, you know, it's like there's all these children in the sand that they didn't know about. That's Children in the Corn reference. Yeah. You get it.
1: And, then, like, it's just the Dune books all happen to, like, make a wager with the reader where they're like, we're going to pitch. We're going to tell you, like, the idea of something. And you're going to find out what that means in, like, three books. And that payoff is incredible. Okay. And it always it all starts with Timmy Shimmy. It all starts good, good old with Paul. Timmy. I love it. Um, well, I'm very
0: excited for this movie, and I might, maybe I'll even read the books. I've toyed with it. You know, I'm not a good reader. I'm bad at it. I haven't read anything in a while, but I devoured the Game of Thrones books, and this sounds like the kind of thing I could really
1: deeply sink into, so I'll tell uh, you, uh, Jared from Big Dad Energy was listening to the audiobook, and- oh, yeah. Would just send me messages, like, in the middle of the day, like, what? Like, just amazed at things that were happening. And I was, at a certain point, I was like, you're at, like, the end, and I don't remember the exact, like, order of operations of how, how that goes. So, like, just finish it, and then we'll talk. He's like, the spice isn't flowing! This can't be! Um, and I was like, oh, you, gotta, you gotta read the next one, right? Like, you need to, because I think Dune Messiah is, like, as necessary for Dune as anything. And he's like, yeah, 100%. So... It's, uh, I'm really excited. I cannot wait. I,
0: uh, I'm also excited and thank you for this primer. I feel like I'm ready to go now. I will not be lost at all. I'll be like, Hey, that person, actually, we didn't talk about any of their like names or anything, so I won't know any of that, but still, I think I'm prepared.
1: Yeah. I could give you names. It doesn't matter. I Jason Momoa's character is named Duncan Idaho, which is the most fun <laughs> name in the world. That's awesome. Uh,
0: are there any other fun ones? You got that cast list stuff. What what else we got?
1: Okay, so we got we got Zendaya as Shawnee, Shawnee, Shawnee. I like that. Oscar Isaac is Duke Leto Atreides. <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson is Jessica, Lady Jessica. Whoa! Wow! Um, really got creative with that one, Frank. You know, I will say though, I read this quote about Frank Herbert that was amazing. And it was like how Jessica, who is Paul's mother in the book, and Leto's like they're not married. There's like a whole a whole thing. Ah, he's a bastard. It kind of, it listen, there's there's a lot going on. There like <laughs> oh God, how can I forget that uh, Dune is like based in a world where like eugenics are like operated upon, like oh, like people are chosen to breed together, and like you know what?
0: That's seeing the whole aesthetic. That seems on brand to me. It seems uh, like there's some weird shit going on with these people.
1: Yeah. Oh, all right. The final final little like thing. I made a fart sound of my tongue. That was funny. The final <laughs> thing I'll say you is like that final little thing. There are factions like within Dune. There's a uh, the Benny Jessorit, and they're like witches. And the they, Benny uh, Jessica's, yes, Jessica is a uh, Benny Jessorit as well. Oh. So it just all works. She puts out.
0: the Jess and Benny Jessorit.
1: Yes, there's the uh, oh god. All right, I'm gonna try and say a word that I've never said but only read. Do it. The Benny to lilacs. Uh, that is T L E I L A X. Oh, there's an X. Wow. Yeah, That's cool. It's That one's my favorite now, just because they do an X some in it. they do some crazy they shit later. Uh, later. Uh, there's like a emperor. There's his private like army, the Sardaukar. They're cool. That's cool. Uh, is
0: Skarsgard in the Sardacar?
1: <laughs> no, Skarsgard's a Harkonnen. Yeah, they're oh. like, like the Atreides are essentially like the Starks of Dune. Like they are the family that we are like embedded with and rooting for. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Harkonnens are like, they're sons of bitches. Uh, yes, the only good Harkonnen is, the is a the dead Lannisters. Harkonnen. Gotcha. Uh, so it's, man, I'm. It's gonna be a journey. I'm. Ex- I'm just excited for everyone to like get into Dune because it's, it's incredible. It got me through, like, a lot of the early 2020 where, like, I couldn't do anything, so I just sat home yeah. and read tune
0: Nice. So, not only are we in spooky season, we're also in spider season. I know that from all the webs around my house, but now we have entered spicy season.
1: Yes! Yes!
0: <laughs> Standing ovation for myself. All right, and speaking of spice, why don't we spice up our life with some new music recommendations? Let's go to our touts. Touts.
1: You go first. I've I've said enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, take a break. Uh, have a have a sip. I got five. Count them five albums. Although one was. Someone getting creepy with an EP, uh, but these all came out recently, I think, uh, actually I'm not sure on the last one, but anyway, um, so first up, this came out last week and it was probably like my fifth listen and it was the one that struck me the most and has stuck with me and I want to listen to it more, but I've been loving it. It is La 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 with I Want the Door to Open. Did you listen to this at all?
1: yeah i uh, I gave it a listen it's kind of like it's cool like i i did it wasn't what I expected it's a little more like chill and like well that's
0: what's interesting is like the earlier la 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 that I knew was very was more so chill and so I feel like um there's some elements introduced in this one that are pretty uh sweet and I felt like it was a little more Upbeat, although the one with Ben Gibbard is definitely like a very slow, chill banger, and I love it.
1: I uh, I was cooking when I had this on, ah, and I went to go like set the food on the table and heard Ben Gibbard like come on and literally <laughs> whipped around to look at the television to see that, that that was in fact Ben Gibbard. Yeah, I was like, Is that Ben Gibbard? and like, took, and like he, he was there. And I'm like, oh, Okay, yeah.
0: That's Benny G, the Benny Jesseret himself.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> fuck.
0: Ben Gibbard, no. Oh, the, is that a bad thing to be?
1: I, it's it's frightening if it is. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, the hopefully. world of Dune is not one you want to live in, Luke. So, like, if we're <laughs> getting there, like, we're in trouble.
0: It's not like the world of Pokemon. Because I would like to live in that one.
1: Every Every moment of every day I'm thinking about that.
0: Although I guess it's like the world of Pokemon if you're a Pokemon,
1: because that is a scary world. So (laughs) they they're like Pokemon has hamburgers in it, like they've eaten them in the show. But like the only animals in Pokemon are Pokemon. What's it made of? They're like hamburgers is Pokemon.
0: Oh my god, maybe
1: it's a Beyond Burger. But anyway, (laughs) my next tab. Soiling Green is Pokemon.
0: (laughs) We know the truth. My next tout, we got Porches with All Day Gentle Hold. Space, exclamation point. I don't know why he put that space before the exclamation point, but I like it. Uh, that was a solid Porches release. I I always love me some Porches. It was a good one. Hell yeah. Um, then BB No Money, <laughs> which is spelled B-B-N-O dollar sign. All one word. And this is a Canadian... Uh, rapper i believe and got features from rebecca black rich brian i shared this in the Whoa. discord and Whoa. yeah the rich brian song has been stuck in my head uh nonstop. so it's super fun just very like uh you know kind of like upbeat sort of poppy hip-hop it's it's fun stuff that uh, that album is each smooth. of veggies right each of veggies that's the one got um, it. So yeah Saved. that was a fun one uh, also, Paris, Texas with Red Hand Akimbo. I loved the album that they put out earlier this year, blending the rock and rap sounds well. Um, and not 10 seconds in, he says, probably thought I was Keem. I'm like, 10 seconds in, we got a baby Keem reference right now. So, love to see it. He's um, uh, he's showing up
1: with three phones. He's topping them. Oh,
0: it's crazy. No, you know it's crazy? He does want no phone. He's boneless. The the dream. (laughs) Um, Then, so, Brian messaged me the other day. You want to hear an electronic album that sounds like someone got all the Donkey Kong synths? Because, (laughs) uh, like, no joke, my standard. (laughs) (laughs) This is something that he and I have talked about at, like, and I've talked about with our friend Ben, who makes electronic music, that, like, my standard for electronic music is... The Donkey Kong Country 2 soundtrack made by David Wise. And he just, like, the synths he used, the composition is so good. So that's like, good electronic just reminds me of David Wise. So um, I was like, yes, this is everything I need. And it was, it did not disappoint. It was just some amazing electronic uh, music Wait, with some awesome synths. Who is this? This is Soshi Takeda with Floating Mountains. Okay. You,
1: you had not said it. I was like, I need I to have it.
0: So here you go. Soshi Takeda. Check it out. It's so good. I really enjoyed it.
1: And uh, I think that's also an unofficial tout to just go listen to the Donkey Kong Country 2 soundtrack oh, from Luke. I
0: mean, that's like every week. Just assume that. It's my favorite game of all time, and part of it's because of the music. That's all I got. What you got?
1: So I have been going through my 40-hour playlist that uh is just like albums i need to check out because i put i put albums there and like promised to myself that i'll listen to them and i uh, haven't so Good i've yeah it's terrible so i'm really committing to uh, i've cut 3 hours out of it by listening to nice. listen to stuff so far so i'm going to give you some albums that i liked from that uh, fleece stunning and atrocious this mm. is a chill, mellow indie album with kind of like an optimistic sound. Like it's nice listening. It's it puts you in a good mood. Uh, uh this is I think T E K E. It's T E K E colon colon T E K E, all capitals. Wow. They're a, a Canadian band that's like a mix between Japanese influence and like surf rock. I like, I wouldn't I be it. surprised to have this in a Tarantino movie. It's very cinematic okay. sounding, and I've really enjoyed it. I finally checked it out. The new Slater, Troubled Paradise. She's ah, like yes. the electro-hyper-pop rising star. Mm. I really appreciated her debut, so her new one's good. Runner, with three N's. Always repeating. Luke, you'd like this. This is... Oh. Folky, chill, like very good fall vibes. Sounds like my thing. Yeah, and then a release from last week that uh, a buddy of mine turned me on was Atmosphere with Word. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know Atmosphere. That album's really good. It's got some MF Doom, an MF Doom feature on it on the last track. It, uh, it, it. I've like listened to it like five times. It's just. Oh, I'm sorry. That's MF Doom and Aesop Rock on the last wow. track. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. There's been so many good MF Doom features this year, which is crazy because it's just like, uh, yeah, it's died, maybe he,
1: maybe it's it's that like we appreciate them more.
0: Yeah, but no, I he, just always love yeah seeing him show up. It's like wow, Reggie Snow had one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that whole Zarface album came out this year.
1: Yeah, so that's uh that's the five albums that I really liked this week, and I'll definitely have more next week because I'm gonna put a big dent in that playlist. Those are
0: great recommendations because I didn't—I'd never even heard of some of those. So, good stuff.
1: Yeah, the—you know what? It's a good thing I saved them. Good thing I finally dived in. Oh, and speaking of diving in,
0: let's uh, act like we're jumping off a cliff to fight one of those big old sandworms as we dive into our shouts.
1: <laughs> We've got a friend of the podcast field music with another shot. That's a brand new EP out today. Excited Big to hear that. Getting creepy with the EPs, yeah. Oh. ready good seasonal, uh, good seasonal project.
0: Paris Texas was the one that got creepy with the EPs, by the way.
1: Ah, the, of course, the one I mentioned. And then Remy Wolf with Juno. She's put out a ton of new music. Lately. Love Remy Wolf. Very excited did, to hear that.
0: Did you see her episode of the
1: Cave with Ken yeah. Beats? So good very fun stuff and then a challenging shout today kelly clarkson when christmas comes around kelly is that is that appropriate for right now <laughs> on what because it's too early on october 15th to say when christmas comes around got to get it
0: out there early Kelly, so then people can get it you know kelly
1: kelly I am a big fan, but Christmas has come around too early this year. <laughs> Kelly. Um,
0: here's the thing: is that challenging because Christmas is not here yet, or is it challenging because you'll have to listen to Christmas music in general?
1: <laughs> oh, I won't listen to this until December. I like the day after Thanksgiving comes around. I guess what new Kelly Clarkson album's out for me? Because I'm not gonna touch this thing until then. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to touch this thing. All right. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> should I go? <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, speaking of folky fall vibes, The Master, Bedouin with WaySides. Always love to hear what Bedouin is going to do. Um, then Maxo Cream, the gentleman who inspired the Sunny Day Hip Hop Playlist. It yes. all started with Maxo Cream's Roaches. Uh, love, love his sound. He had a song with uh, Tyler the Creator out recently. I'm assuming that'll yeah. be on that album. Way that's the a World. Monday
1: release, so we're still a few days out from it. He's, he's goofy.
0: Yeah, releasing on Monday. What so a some, bold move. Something
1: to look forward to in a few days.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I'm very excited. I <laughs> exclaimed out loud when I was looking through the list of new releases to Kevin, Black Star Kids. With the album Puppies Forever. I had never heard of this band. It was just suggested on Spotify um, on one of my playlists. They do like emo ish, pop punk, very, everything they do is very like early 2000s inspired. Uh, But they do a bunch of different styles and sort of like play in that with that sound. But yeah, I was like, oh, I need to tell Kevin about this when I heard it because I'm like, this is right. Up your alley. Just very 90s, early 2000s sounding. I loved it.
1: I was checking out my Discover Weekly this week, which is really an incredible tool. Like, I found out so much new music through You're an
0: incredible tool.
1: (laughs) Thank you. And I would love something like that, where obviously Spotify knows that I've been on a big pop punk kick, but what they chose to include among my 30 Discover Weekly songs (laughs) this week was a song by Radiohead. You ready for a Spotify hack? Because yeah, I got it. Please, No, how I
0: found these, and I think it's better is start making a playlist with what you want, and then at the bottom they recommend some stuff. And most sometimes I just like refresh, refresh, but usually I find newer, better stuff. I don't know that way Luke, than the playlists.
1: Don't tell anyone this. That's that's they find music through the podcast.
0: Oh wait, uh, never mind. Uh, delete Spotify. That's my no, hack. Luke, they listened to the podcast on oh, Spotify, maybe. Damn it. I mean, keep Spotify, but uh, just forget what you just heard. Stream Radiohead. Yeah. In Rainbows. One it was a Kid A song. Like,
1: time. they literally were like, Have you heard this, Kevin? This, so- this song from Kid A? Have you heard? You haven't? Th- hey. <laughs> it's saved in my library, Spotify. Speaking of, got to move my mic. It's right there. It's right there. It's on yeah. my wall. Come on,
0: Spotify! Come on, Spotify! I love you, though. Um, just like Paul is the son of ladle, creamy good dad. Um, we have three daddies, and uh let's start off with one and two. We're a Planet Ant Podcast powered by Pinecast. Hey, it's October. I told you the last one, but get spooky, get scary. Listen to Scaring is Sharing. They had a crossover with the pe- the peeps from. Detroit Strange and that's another great show. Uh, just for October, that's a good recommendation for Planet Ant podcast. But you can also head over to Planetant.com and check out all the other great shows. And you can head to Planetant.com slash best song ever to join our Discord and join the conversation. Get some great recommendations. Get some great recommendations going on. Uh, and then of course, offshelf.net, check it out. It's on the internet just released uh, some coverage from the uh gen con and origins gaming conference so if you're into board games go check that stuff out uh there's some very good recommendations on there so that's going to do it for us this week as always i'm luke Leven saying check your perspec
1: and i'm kevin connor saying i must not fear fear is the mind killer fear is the little death that brings total obliteration i will face my fear."